Today in the show, we're going to be talking about corporate support for wounded warriors. I'm your favorite host and your favorite realtor, Mark Meinke, and this is the Meinke Show Podcast. All right. So today we're going to be talking about Wounded Warriors, corporate support for it. And we are so lucky to have in the studio today, Eric Kveps. Eric, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Mark. This is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Oh, delayed, delayed reaction there. Oh, they love you, man. You're a popular guy. The audience is going wild. So you've been an altruistic guy for a while, uh, involved in in the community, all kinds of different projects. Uh, when did that start? When did the altruism start? Like, were you a kid, or what was the first altruistic thing you got involved with? Uh, we we did some uh, uh, some volunteer work for Ducks Unlimited way way back when, and I kind of got into that scene doing um, the development of all kinds of habitat, and that was kind of my first uh, first time into any kind of. Uh, a, uh, you know, giving back to the community. And then we did some stuff with the band a long time ago and it just kind of grew organically. And the latest thing was uh, Wounded Warriors. So, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, your, your band, uh, tell me about that. Like, how long you've been playing? Are you singing too or what's your role in the band? Yeah, I was, um, they actually got way better than I am. So I had to get out of the band. Uh, <laughs> they outgrew you? Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, they're called Brother Bicker Band. Uh, we were called Peter and Johnson's at the time, which is about a, bunch of covers and that sort of thing so okay. it was really good any original tunes uh yeah lots uh like i said the other guys wrote all those because didn't have the talent so <laughs> yeah i sang and played guitar but it was a lot of fun we did some stuff for um uh, big uh big brothers and uh sisters and uh we gave all the money we made at the shows to them so okay. yeah so uh, what was it about big brothers and big sisters at the time that uh, out of all the zillion choices of charities what was tugging at your heartstrings to go that direction it's a, it's a great cause my my buddy jeremy that ran the band he's actually the impetus for that he was already into it and he said this is a good cause we got into it. we had some kids at the show and it was you know they've got a kind of a raw deal so we did that and uh it you know it, it went on for years and uh, we just had a ton of fun with it so now you've been a business owner for a while now uh and this isn't your first com uh company uh, talk, talk to me about Iron Man sales renders. Uh, Iron Man was, uh, I had a partner then, uh, we, I broke off from, um, the dealer network and started on my own. And then, uh, I took on a partner. We did that for a, a couple of years and then, uh, that kind of grew into, uh, what is now heavy iron. So, okay. So it just morphed and then, and then name change and yeah. Now tell me about, <clears throat> uh, your Dale Carnegie training. When did you take that? Uh, that was, yeah, you're bringing up some stuff from the past. That was, uh, yeah, that was a long time ago, but, uh, good course. Uh, you can learn a lot from that. Uh, it really kind of shows your strengths, your weaknesses, you know, it, it brings to front, uh, what you're good at in business, uh, what you're not, and then you can work on those kinds of things. So I thought that was really good. I've actually, um, put a couple of people from our firm through that same course. So, okay. And what's, uh, been your biggest takeaway from Dale Carnegie training? I, that was a, a public speaking. It's tough. I, you know, I've, I've had a struggle with that forever. Uh, it's weird being in a band. You'd think it'd be easy, but it's, it changes. It's, uh, it's one of those things you got to keep on top of. So that was what the course that I took was about. And, uh, you know, you're always selling yourself every day. So, you know, it's just something that you can use. It was oh. quite good. 
when you're in a band, you're you're sort of washed out by the other guys. So you can kind of hide behind it. You're, it's not just you. You know, the focus is 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 more on the music and it's on everybody as a whole. But when you're public speaking, the focus is on you, 100%. nobody else. Yeah. Nobody's listening to anybody else but you. And um, the fear of public speaking is called cacophobia. It's actually mm-hmm. the most um, pronounced or the, the most common and, and one of the one of the stronger fears. People would rather um, uh, be in the casket than say the eulogy. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to hand it to you, buddy. You do the show every day, and it's uh, so well done. Your voice is perfect. You know, you do a great job. It's amazing you can do this all the time. It's it's not an easy gig. Well, I appreciate that. It's uh, it's a fun show, and uh, for me, like it's not uh, completely altruistic why I do the show. It lets me meet guys like you, you know, um, interesting dudes that are doing interesting things, and. I've, I can be impressed with uh, a company that somebody's built, but I'm more interested and about the character and the drivers, you know? So it's not, okay, you have a very successful company. You've got all kinds, millions and millions of dollars worth of equipment. Eric, that's cool. You know, uh, you've achieved something that very, very few people will ever achieve in their life. That's and uh, most people that don't achieve it, they'll uh, uh, they'll either applaud you or they'll tear you down. Say, oh, that Eric, he's probably a crook, you know. Yeah, you know been some of that. Yep. And, and that's that's what people do. If, if they feel that you're accomplishing something that they can't, they cut you down instead of supporting you. Uh, I call it crab bucket theory. So for the people that are cutting you down, they're trying to pull the crab back into the bucket, you know, and you just got to ignore those guys. Everybody else is trying to help you out of the bucket. And that's why I like the business community because guys like you uh, tend to want to just help others and lift others. So you're not trying to squish anybody down, not gossiping about people, oh God, no. you no. know, and that's, uh, that's what business owners are, are actually about. So to, one of the key ingredients for doing well in business is to have a certain amount of passion for what you're doing or at least how you're doing it. And, um, so for heavy equipment, like what are you getting out of it yourself personally? What do you, other than it's a cool business and what is it that you love about your business? What heavy iron? Uh, The best part about our business is we reach into every part of, of business. I mean, if you had a house built, if you had a basement dug, if you had an acreage, if you have, a road you drove on, an asphalt that was on top of it. It was concrete and the barriers. We've dealt with all of those people and all of those businesses, and it's just an endless learning curve. So there's, you know, you, you can be in forestry one day and you can be in concrete and aggregates the next, and it's just the business never stops changing. It's so much fun. It's got to be yeah. interesting driving around town, and um, uh, I know as a realtor, I do it as well, where I'm like, oh, I sold that house. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, sold that yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I helped put that deal together. Um, uh, but for yourself, it's got, you've been around a long time. So, uh, you look at major developments and go, Oh, I, I was part of that. Like, oh, yeah. I was part of that. That's yeah. gotta be rewarding. It is. It's great. And Calgary is such a vibrant city. It's been a tough, tough place in the last five, six years, as we all know, uh, with the downturn in the local government as it is. But, um, you know, I can, you can feel the energy coming back now and that's been really positive. If you're going to be in a place in Alberta for growth, I think we're right in the middle of it, so it's it's going to be great. Coming up, it will get better. Are you so you're optimistic for 2019? Big time, yeah. We've got so many uh, capital projects that are going infrastructure wise. That'll uh, it, what it does is it takes a lot of the big guys and pushes them into those uh, those jobs, and they run out of equipment, and then the the smaller and medium sized guys can move into the, the fields they worked uh, the big guys were typically in before. 
So it, it just opens up the market. It's going to be good. Yeah. Or have any of your uh, competitors been gone out of business in the last few years? Yeah, lots. Yeah, it's it's a tough business. I mean, uh, when I started, it was mortgage the house on a Monday, um, like as much as we could mortgage. And thank God for my wife letting me do this. But uh, mortgage the house on a Monday, buy a piece of equipment on Tuesday, typically out of the States, mow it in, go through it, mechanic on it, do whatever it needed, sell within two weeks, and then, um, you know, basically pay the house off and then uh, repeat. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a, that was a, a grind in the early days because the banks wouldn't touch us. And I think that's pretty common for most small businesses. Uh, there's a lot of risk involved. So I just had to keep doing that and doing that. We're better now. And uh, finally, the banks want to talk to us for a change. But, uh, yeah, it's been a challenging, you know, challenging start. I wouldn't recommend it, uh, doing it the way I did it. It was, uh, it was tough. But. The amount of guts it takes to do that, to put your house on the line. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, my dad put the house on the line, and it was doing well for a while. Then Trudeau Part 1 hit, and we lost absolutely everything. Yeah, I know how that went. Yeah, it was brutal. Uh, I watched all my belongings, including my motorcycle, get auctioned off on the driveway. Oh, Bye, geez. motorcycle. Bye. Unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, now it's happening again. Yeah, uh, the, His son's uh, here to finish off the job. You know, it, it doesn't need to be this way. I mean, it's no. it's depressing to watch it, but uh, yeah, that's politics for you. Well, it's the uh, it's the power of ideology. You know. Um, uh, our prime minister comes off as a uh, uh, good-hearted, nice person who just wants to do well for others, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and I'm sure in his head that that's, that's what's going on. And he, uh, nobody thinks that they're the bad guy. You know, everybody thinks that they're the good guy. Um, but for a fellow like this to hurt so many people, um, but it, he, he's just hurting the people that he doesn't care about anyway, which is uh, business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, sees us as a bunch of a Scrooge McDucks because he has no idea what risk is. He's never had a mortgage payment to make. No, no he's an ex-drama teacher. I mean, the guy has no day-to-day <laughs> -day knowledge of what it takes to, to make it go. I mean, no. and it's, it shows in his policies. It's, you know, I've got some uh, lawyers and doctors and they've been wailed on by this government. It's really bad, you know, and yeah. you're looking at, you know, maybe at the end of the year you have some, some windfall there of uh, extra cash after a good year and, um, know the, the way he structured his taxes is uh basically if if you put it back in the company they'll tax you extra so you pull you end up pulling it out because you get taxed less and i'm like this is ridiculous you know yeah well yeah. and it's because of the same attitude that uh, um small to medium business owners are all a bunch of tax cheats yeah, yeah. is is the attitude and uh we're all a bunch of screwed mcducks rolling in money uh, no. <laughs> Could, couldn't be further from the truth. I no. Mean, uh, We're the guys sweating bullets all night, uh, wondering whether or not you're going to make payroll. 100%. Yep. You know, um, half the business owners that I talk to are telling me 2018 was tough. Yep. 2019, and we're talking about guys 10, 15, 20 years of successful business, and all of a sudden, they're talking about uh, maybe having to close their doors. Yeah seen it everywhere from you know uh, all throughout alberta and interior bc we've got guys that are falling down and it's they came into the last three years doing good and then it's just been the slow bleed this you know the higher taxes is just a punishing government that has no clue i mean he had all the time in the world to fix a trans mountain pipeline job and didn't say a thing you know it was six months of silence you know crickets from our federal government and then right before d-day 
he comes out and says, we're going to buy it. And, and I'm looking, I'm going, we don't want you to buy it. We don't need you to buy it. We need you to clear out all the politics that's in the way of this project. We'll take it from here. We're, you know, in Alberta, we're, we're go-getter kind of people. I mean, we could have finished that without being bought by the government. I think it was a giant waste of money. Didn't need it, but it was just another perfect example of that government's poor planning and lack of uh, foresight. It was bad. He doesn't understand why we don't want the free money. Oh, well, we'll do better with uh, your employ- uh, unemployment insurance. <laughs> what? No. Oh, so you're going to take the pain away of being unemployed a little bit. Uh, thanks, but yeah, yeah. no, uh, we, we need jobs, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, the veterans he's been... Of, of all the prime ministers, I thought this was going to be a good one for the veterans out there. And he's, he's just wailing on them, too. And it's unbelievable. Yeah, there's uh, some mixed thoughts of that. I'm in the system myself. Yep. I, I go yep. every Tuesday, I go for PTSD therapy at the OSI clinic. I'm super happy um, that all these programs exist. Um, they're, they're looking after me pretty well. Um, the, the challenge with the, the veteran programs is access to them. Really, eh? You know, uh, none of us, none of us has a, a full clue of all the different things that are available or how to get them. There's bureaucratic uh, stop gaps um, that, that keep you from them. And then when you finally do, uh, most of us don't have enough in the tank to fight. Uh, See, and that shouldn't be that way. Not a not bureaucracy role. But without advocates, nothing gets done. Because uh, they always say no the first time, except for uh, there's a couple of claims where they don't. But um, uh, if you have a knee that's blown out, well, they're never going to say yes the first time or the second time or the third time. Is that right? But they'll say yes the fourth or fifth time. But you're out of energy by then, man. It's just a drain. Yeah. It should be easy. For it you guys, it should be absolutely seamlessly easy, uh, well, I think. We, it should. We need advocates is what it is, yeah. and uh, which we do have with the Legion. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the veterans, they bash the Legion and they bash Veterans Affairs. Like, well, I understand where they're coming from there, but I've seen the good of it. Uh, Legion saved my ass. Is that right? Uh, oh, geez, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they got in there. They became my advocate and got shit done where it wasn't going to get done otherwise. yeah. yeah. And uh, so the supports there, just access to them is a bitch. And, um, and it's all over the place, like Wounded Warriors where, that you're a big supporter of. That is awesome. Um, but there's also uh, Homes for Heroes. Uh, Dave Howard in Calgary here, uh, he's an event promoter. He started two or three different yeah. um, veterans charities. I've heard of him, yeah. But it's, they're, they're all over the place. Um, uh, Soldier On, uh, God, there's a million of them, right? Uh, including two friends of mine um, that each have their own soldier charity thing going on. One, vet, the Veteran Hunters, uh, Todd Heisey, finds and funds uh, events for veterans. Uh, another one, Fierce Mountain Ranch, great guy, and uh, Jared Harper. And uh, he's trying to get that off the ground, you know. Um, so there's lots of resources, but there's no central place, no central website yeah. that just says, well, if you're looking for this, here's the resources. If yeah, you're looking for that, here's the resources. Obvious, you know, should... Seems obvious, but it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I, I'm encouraging all these guys to be the one to throw that on their website. Yeah. You know, maybe have you iron have the have the resources page in your uh, website? I wouldn't even know where to begin. I mean, you're right; it's a uh, a monstrous di- diplomatic nightmare. But it is. Yeah, that's too bad. It is. So, out of all the charities <clears throat> I've had uh, on this show, um, uh, Snaps Foundation and 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 others, uh, there's so many uh, to to choose from. Why Wounded Warriors for you? Uh, we do a lot of driving in this business. Um, Craig, who actually introduced us, he's just getting his um, his truck uh, deckled here coming up. Uh, it'll be in the uh, winter camo, digital camo, 
look really sharp. We'll see him driving around here soon enough. But uh, on one of my drives, I was just trying to think of a way, uh, just listening to Veterans Affairs on the radio, and I was just, you know, talk radio, just listening to what the guys are saying. I was trying to figure out a way we could give back. Always liked camo. I don't care what the girls say, but camo is a color. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, always loved uh, camo, just trying to figure out a way to uh, give back. So what we ended up doing was uh, taking a D6T, and we decaled it from top to bottom with um, uh, 3M wrap in uh, desert digital camo and then every um every time we rent it we give wounded warriors 500 bucks uh for every month that it's out so um since its inception it's been uh roughly five years um we've given about sixteen thousand bucks to wounded warriors just through uh a couple of our pieces that we have duckled up so the uh the thought process kind of went like that and uh it's been a good a great experience that's fantastic so what is it about veterans or the veteran community that um, that you've gone to such great lengths to support the veteran community? Um, that's a good question. I think it started when I was a kid. I was actually a cadet, army cadet. Oh, okay. Uh, Wild armories there a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my father came over after World War II and heard all his stories. Um, he was just a kid during the time. He thought it was the you know best time of his life, uh, finding boxes of grenades and stuff on the side of the road <laughs> as he's running away from the Russians. But uh his stories, you know, you, you listen to those and they, they resonate. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of terrible, terrible stuff in those days, every war ever since. But uh, if you can give back to the guys that are putting it all out there, why wouldn't you do that? So your dad was living in Europe during World War II? He was, yeah, Latvia. That's uh, where the last oh. name came from. So, yeah, they um, loved the Germans and hated the Russians. And when the Russians came back after the push out of Stalingrad, they were they were all running for their lives pretty much. So yeah, so he got yeah. to see it firsthand. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he was probably about nine when wow. he came out, yeah. My dad was uh, two years old. His sister was just a newborn when uh, Grandpa took off to war. And uh, both my grandpas did, but really? but for my dad. Um, so went off, did the full six years, comes back, and there's an eight-year-old kid. You know, Can't imagine it, that. It, Never came back in that whole time? I don't know. Is that right? I, I don't know all the stories, but uh, um, wasn't there uh, full-time anyway until he was... Uh, Eight years old. So six years later, it's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, think of that sacrifice. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, we talk at our, I, I mentioned at our peer support group that uh, our generation now is still dealing with World War II because of um, uh, secondary trauma. So they come back from World War II, they raise their kids, don't do a great job of it, <laughs> you know, yeah. pretty rough. And, and, uh, uh, they know what a cane feels like in the back of the yeah. legs. Um, and then they're the ones that raised us and, uh, you know, you're a product of your environment. Oh, 100%, yeah. So at, uh, at our generation, uh, now it's, uh, we're, we're enough degrees separation away from World War II that um, hopefully we don't screw up quite yeah. as bad and, and, and we actually have a relationship with our children. Times as are different. As yeah. opposed to, they're meant to be seen and not heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the generation. For yeah, it sure as hell was. And, um, uh, but if they knew better, they'd do better. You know, uh, yeah. uh, if they knew better, they'd do better. They all did the best with the tools that they had. Um, but, but now that we're enough uh, degrees away, I'm hoping that uh, we're better dads for our kids. Well, I would say so. I mean, I, I had a great childhood. I have zero complaints about my parents. But, I mean, you hear the stories and it's just, uh, it was a horror show. It was an absolute <laughs> horror show, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, uh, hopefully we're uh, the the chain's been chain's been broken, <laughs> and, I, and I think we're going to see a hell of a difference um, uh, forty years from now. You know, uh, the way society is going to be, unless there's another big ass world war that messes everybody up. Yeah, it's uh, who knows how that'll go. Yeah, I hope you're right. We're better parents than our folks were. Yeah. Well, we try to be, but those of us that uh, uh, oh, let's. Here's an idea. Let's join the army and go to a war. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and thank then we, God for you guys, though. I mean, you did it. I mean, that's the ultimate sacrifice at the end of the day, right? Yeah. Well, it is. Um, uh, I mean, a lot of dead friends that uh, that lost their life. But uh, what I didn't know, uh, signing up, and none of us did, is uh, how it would affect us, our relationships, um, uh, like what my parents had to go through when I got out of the army and went to college. You know, uh, when I was 25, 26, or yep. 26 to 28, uh, and I did that living at home again uh, with the folks to save a few bucks, those poor buggers <laughs> having to deal with me, like it was just a nightmare for them. How old were you when you served? Uh, from 21 to 25. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I did about four and a half years. Uh, broke my second contract. So those are the formative years, and your brain isn't fully formed until yeah, you're 25 years old. So... There you are in, in the bloody infantry where um, the training is uh, again and again and again and again. If you have a problem, kill it. If you have a problem, kill it. <laughs> if you have a problem, kill it. Throat chop. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, but that's how the training has to be um, or you die yep. or your friends die. Uh, it, it's, it's max aggression. Uh, somebody shoots at you, you shoot back at them with 10 times the force and fight through and you run to the bullets, not away. And that's not something that ever leaves you. Uh, it's not natural. No. It's not natural no, at no. all. It's really dumb. But uh, in combat, it's the only way. Yeah. If you don't, resp- if you uh, duck and curl into a ball, you're dead. Uh, but what's worse is the people that are relying on you are dead. So you can't. Uh, the firing starts. You're terrified as anybody else. It's not like the. It's still terrifying, but you've got to fight through it. Well, right. Self control involved in that, I can't imagine. It's the, the conditioning, you know, and then everybody that can't gets weeded out. Uh, I don't know what the ratio is now, but back, uh, back in my day, back in my day, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hip, <laughs> that back in my day, um, uh, about 20% of the course would pass. Everybody else would go home. Really? Yeah, and and that was about it. Uh, our battle school course was eighteen. It was a very very small course. We only graduated with five. So Is that right? Started with eighteen. That. Five of us graduated. Um, so there's a lot of thinning out. Your body just can't do it, or your mind can't do yeah. it, or your knees give out. I had two broken legs. A couple of us did. Um, I was running on broken legs, so I they pulled me off for about eight months, threw me back on, and then I finished the course. No kidding. No yeah. kidding. Well, the Canadian military, the training there is above and beyond. I mean, it's one of the best militaries in the world. I mean, you look at the training that you guys go through and how effective you are in the field. Um, I mean, Afghanistan, the GTF2 guys, they were among the best in the business. They stand up shoulder to shoulder among anybody out there. So, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, but nobody talks about them, and they don't get book deals like Navy uh, no, SEALs. No, they sure don't. Yeah, not a lot of <laughs> movies about JTF2, no. No. Yeah. Uh, the best movie that uh, that, that was never made is uh, for Medak Pocket. Uh, Medak Pocket is the biggest battle since Korea. It happened in Croatia, the Canadian soldiers, one year before uh, I got there. Oh, no kidding. Uh, mm. So I was there exactly one year later. Mm. Uh, Medak Pocket, basically, um, uh, a bunch of Croats wanted to wipe out a, a village full of Serbs and Muslims, and uh, two other countries ran away. 
And he said, well, we're out of here. You, you, you just go ahead and kill away. Have fun. Uh, the Canadian said, no, no, not, no genocide today. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, wrong number. <laughs> and, um, uh, and they said, no, no, no. We're, we really want to kill. Uh, no, 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 not today, guys. Uh, we're afraid. Sorry. Yeah. We're, we have to stop you, we'll but we're right sorry. Here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, ended up being a three fight, a three day firefight, uh, is, no my, is my understanding. I wasn't there. I was there a year later. Um, right next door, but, uh, a three day firefight. The Canadians are outmanned, outgunned. And uh, the official numbers are that they killed like 27 Croats, no Canadian casualties, zero. Mm. I, I don't even think there's a hang, hangnail. Really? Uh, That's unbelievable. Well, the yeah. difference is the training, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, we actually have professional soldiers. Um, and even though we were outmanned and outgunned and we're not on our home turf, uh, they dug in fighting trenches for the first time since World War II, mm. or uh, Korea, sorry. Korea was the last time they dug in fighting trenches. And they fought like a son of a bitch. And, uh, and I know the official death numbers are wrong, because I personally know guys that took more than the official death numbers by themselves. <laughs> by one guy, yeah. Uh, one C- C6 gunner in particular, uh, 50 or 60 Croats went down. No kidding. You know, and... Uh, um, but the end result was, uh, however many dead Croats, probably 300 or so. And, um, but that village didn't get sacked that day. Because, uh, and there was no good guys, no bad guys. The Croats weren't the bad guys. Uh, depends on the day of the week. Depends on the day of the week. Who was doing what? Everybody yeah. was doing horrible shit. And, um, uh, and, and then and everybody would be dead. L- little babies, children, families, everybody's dead. Uh, and thrown into a pit, and that's what they did. Uh, that's how it was there. And, um, and it's kind of the unheard war. Like you don't really hear. You know, the, no. there's a lot of Canadian guys that were in it, but you don't hear a lot about it. I mean, Afghanistan. Because the Americans right? weren't there. That's exactly right. Yeah. Again, not another movie deal, right? Yeah. I mean, Americans didn't show up till about ooh, six years later in uh, Sarajevo, and they showed up with bombers and stuff. Um, you know, and whatever else, probably yep. some CIA shit was going on. But um, it was the Canadians. I mean, there's 21 countries there Can- uh, uh, under the UN flag. And really? Then, then it yep. switched into a NATO mission after that. Yeah. But um, 21 countries, but uh, uh, they'd only shoot at the Canadians once. And then they wouldn't <laughs> shoot at Canadians anymore. Is that right? Yeah. And it's like that yeah. everywhere we go in the world. Uh, unbelievably well-respected uh, battle group, for sure. No, it is. It is, man. Well, uh, what's next for you? What uh, you got? Any big projects on the go? Any other altruistic <laughs> ventures uh, around the corner? Uh, well, we just moved into Alderside, so that's been taking our uh, our energy away. We just built a shop down there and moving in there, so that's uh, that's been quite the uh, push just to get everything organized and get the shop set up the way it should be in the yard and. So we'll probably continue to do that here for the, the coming years, but uh, we'll continue to um, camel more dozers and keep putting uh, back into the, the veterans community as much as we can. Um, one thing we should mention is uh, Sharon Bath. She's uh, doing a ride in Normandy. Uh, we sponsored her last time, and uh, she rides a bicycle um, all around Europe there, and it's uh, it's quite the, quite the thing if you get a minute to look it up on the net. Holy so, smokes. Yeah, she's done a great uh, job. You might want to uh, be in at the, the Rolling Barrage as well. Um, so the Rolling Barrage is a bunch of veterans that ride coast to coast to raise money for PTSD awareness. Mm-hmm. 
a friend of mine, Carola Singer, uh, uh, her husband is a um, uh, Royal Canadian Regiment veteran. Okay. So we like to uh, make fun of each other. I mean, yeah. chicken sounds when he's around, and he goes <laughs> M-I-C-E-K-E-Y-P-P-C-L-I. So we like to bug each other, and um, uh, we all do the same job. There's there's no real rivalry there. We just like to poke fun. At least that, that's the way I look at yeah. it. But um, uh, anyway, Corolla uh, uh, Singer is um, helping organize the Rolling Barrage this year. There's different stops across the country, and uh, she's making Okotoks one of those stops. Oh, is that right? So that'll be kind of cool. I When's think that happening? Uh, I don't know yet. Sometime this summer. Okay. And um, they'll do a coast-to-coast. I'll jump in for a, for a couple legs with my bike. Yeah. And yeah. It'll be a good time. I think they're going to be stopping at Big Sky. The uh, barbecue place, yeah. The barbecue yeah. place. Because they also look after one broken biker, uh, which has nothing to do with veterans, but... Um, uh, oh, I've heard of that cause. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, they've helped some guys out over the years for sure, yeah. Met the, the local president, a French guy, just the other day. Nice, nice fella. Yeah, good uh, cause. A lot of good causes out there, and your good cause is wounded warriors, and uh, and not just a little bit. You you really stepped up, and and that is just fantastic. Thanks, Mark. So I thank you for for what you do and uh, the the leadership that you've shown and putting the camo on the dozers. And uh, tell me a bit about the equipment before we sign off the sure. show here. So um, uh, if somebody's looking to uh, do business with you. Uh, who's the, uh, the best kind of client for you? And like Scott Builders, I'm friends with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, good size builder. Uh, so they'd hire you and what kind of equipment could they get from you? Uh, heavy irons focus is uh, equipment between five tons and Let's 80 tons. The mic ton. just a little further away oh, there. Oh, sorry. Uh, our focus is five ton to 80 ton equipment. Um, we rent, typically we sell quite a bit. Um, and like I was telling you earlier, it's the stuff on the side of the road that pisses you off in traffic is, is, <laughs> is kind of what we deal with every day. So, um, yeah, we deal in the oil patch, we deal in forestry, we deal in construction. Uh, we kind of, like I said earlier, we, we kind of poke into all different kinds of facets of business. So yeah, if, uh, if anybody's looking for any kind of rental equipment. So s- side, some of the categories of your rental equipment, uh, dozers, hose. yeah, dozers, excavators, loaders, graders, um, attachments for all those. That's, that's kind of our wheelhouse. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so do you do the stuff that uh, Sunbelt doesn't? Yeah, Sunbelt, um, they kind of hit our smaller stuff area, and then we kind of take it, uh, the bigger stuff from there. So most of our fleet's 20 tons to 50 tons is the majority of it. Do you have an active working relationship with Sunbelt? Yep, yep, good guys. Uh, I mean, they do a great, they do a great thing. Uh, it's a hard business that they're, they're in, a lot of ins and outs and a lot of uh, constant turn of equipment. It takes a lot of organization. Uh, I kind of like our business a little bit better because, you know, Stuff is bigger. It tends to stay out longer. We don't have as many turns. Um, well, fewer so. pieces to keep track of. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big job they got. All right. Yep. Uh, any big projects you're about to be working on? Well, uh, the ring road uh, that'll be coming up here this summer. We've had equipment on that since the start, um, and then two more uh, two more sections have just been let out. Um, so that'll be you know great to see that thing finally get completed. We've had a a sea road for <laughs> for so many years. It'll be nice to actually have a ring road. Yeah. yeah, it'll so, uh, uh, be in Okotokians. It'd yeah. be, a, be a lot faster to get to the mountains. For sure, yeah. While Banff and all that, yeah. you still get to Kananaskis in a hell of a hurry. Yeah, yeah, it will be good for here. All right. Eric, thanks so much for being on the show today, brother. And again, thank you for all that you do and for your support of Wounded Warriors. Mark, thanks again. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And you can visit us on YouTube, Anchor.fm, anywhere that podcasts are shown. Thanks for being here.